Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Is it socially awkward or is it sexually awkward? been there at least once in our lives. That ritualistic everyday morning routine when we open up our grinder just to quote, check messages, unquote. And you always see every day that hot jock top that just so happens to be, well, like two and a half miles away from you and is so beautiful, gorgeous, and dreamy. And you just know that there is no point and you ever pursuing anything with him because, well, let's just face it, he is so far out of your league. And why put yourself through any more rejection than you already have in your life? So you continue to open up your grinder every single day at the same time and always see that same hot jock top checking his grinder just like you. And you continue to ignore him Fast forward to about a month later, and one day, to your total and complete shock, he actually taps you. You look at your phone in disbelief and realize that he just sent you a message as well. You open the message, and he wants you to come over and fuck. And you are just filled with overwhelming joy, excitement, and you just can't wait to get over and get that hot jock top dick. Fast forward on all fours, completely naked at his house. And as he begins to put his dick deep within your ass, you realize that suddenly it's not quite deep within your ass like you thought it was going to be. I mean, there is something going on back there, but I'm not really sure what. And so maybe to encourage on the process, I should moan. I should show him that I'm into whatever it is he's doing back there. And so I start to do just that and then 
The next thing I know, I continue to moan. I just continue to put my body just a little bit more into it and suddenly turn around to see what his expression actually is. And then to my complete and total shock, he is actually fully dressed and zipping up his pants, which means he had actually came and finished. And you guys, no joke, it was like not even two minutes long. And you realized in that moment that that hot jock top that you had been fantasizing about was nothing more than the quickest and most unsexually pleasing cum that you have ever experienced in your entire life. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore all the different ways that we've all encountered sex when it gets really fucking awkward and you find yourself doing that gay walk of shame home feeling sexually awkward. now listening to my gay expose podcast a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind i'm ronnie washburn a writer lgbtq plus community activist self-proclaimed messy loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host Popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here, and welcome back to the most sexually awkward show in the entire podcast world, My Gay Expose Podcast. And on this week's episode, we talk all things sexually awkward. I'll reveal to you just a few stories of my most sexually awkward experiences that I've encountered, and I can only hope that all of you, or at least one of you out there, can relate to most of these stories or at least one of them, for fuck's sake. And if you don't, and if you've never encountered any of these experiences, well, what the fuck? That's the entire point, and even the dynamic of this very show, to talk through all of the sexual awkward shit that I've had to deal with in my life. I actually reached out this week to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners, and asked you... What is your most sexually awkward experience that you've had? And tell me about it. And some of the answers this week, ooh, you guys. I mean, I haven't done some of this shit. So the fact that I haven't is huge. And it was really great to get the answers 
that I pulled in this week. So stay tuned for that. And before we actually get into all of this sexually awkward bullshit, first, let's hop into the most sexually awkward part of this show, the part where I openly have to disclose all the things that you probably didn't fucking understand that I said in past episodes, this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that not only you didn't understand, quite frankly, I possibly didn't understand certain things either, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, fuck, God, oh my, what the... What a goddamn mess. I completely understand why this person decided to come for me based on what I said. That definitely merits a (laughs) re-expose. Okay, you guys, check it out. So last week's episode, Break Up With Your Boyfriend, question mark, was actually a whole hell of a lot of fun to sort of, you know, think back through my exes, all of the men that made me the gay that I am to this very day, what happened, how it went down, all of it. But if there's one thing that some of you didn't like fully understand about the episode, you know, it was basically focused on how one copes with a breakup. What do they do to make it through to the next moments of their lives shortly following a breakup? You know, and a lot of you chimed in and and shared with me on the Your Gay Expose segment what you do to cope with the breakup. But I got a message in my DM shortly following the episode with someone asking me about each one of the stories and how I didn't really clarify what my coping mechanism was for each one of the breakups. You guys, I don't know how I couldn't have made it more clear, but clearly my coping mechanism is to jump from one boy directly into another and then one boy into another and then one boy into another. And then it's been my pattern my entire life. And, you know, my therapist and I have actually unpacked a lot of that shit out in therapy. I I feel like it's like distant daddy issues and my constant need for attention and, you know, probably a big reason why I have a show that brings the spotlight to me specifically. Yeah, it's all a thing. So if that wasn't made clear, well, now you know. And I'm not necessarily saying that this is a healthy way to cope with a breakup. That's just what I did and what I do. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, you guys, listen. I am so fucking excited. Blood is thicker than alcohol. My second show is doing so well. And I'm having so much fucking fun doing this show with my straight brother, Ryan. You guys, if you haven't listened to this show yet, you need to check it out at the time of this recording, there are three episodes out for the world to consume and digest. And it is so much fun to drink my way through shit that I don't even know what I'm talking about because we're talking about straight topics or, you know, shit that my brother doesn't even necessarily know what he talk we're talking about because he doesn't understand half the gay shit that I go through on a regular basis. It's just a whole hell of a lot of fun. And you need to go over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify 
follow, click five stars, and just catch wind of each and every episode. A blood is thicker than alcohol right when it drops and leave a review. Tell me what you think. I really want to know and I am so excited to explore more of this blood is thicker than alcohol journey. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have a sexually awkward themed undertone. First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners. What is the most sexually awkward sexual experience that you've ever had described in just a few words. So let's get all of those sexually awkward responses now. Michael said, once I had a guy ask me to come over for a fuck and he asked me not to shower and I thought that the reason why he was asking me was because his fetish happened to be body odor or man musk or something to that nature. But when I got over to his place, he asked me all these crazy questions and it turns out what he wanted was to actually put his dick in my ass and have poop come out and I just told him no thanks and I had to leave because even if poop wasn't going to come out of my ass, the idea that that's what he wanted turned me off. <laughs> so I actually have a similar story with a guy that was just like so hot and he was hitting on me. And but he like said in his grinder message that he told me not to shower because he wanted to quote, stick his dick in my ass. And when he pulled out, he wanted a little residue. And I just instantly hit that block. So I know exactly what you mean. It's not my cup of tea. I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum, but that is just no thank you. Biggest boner killer of all time. Walter says, when I was in SF and I was younger, like 21, I hooked up with a guy and on my way out, I saw a picture of him with a girl and he said, oh yeah, she's my fiance. Abraham said, most awkward sex situation? The guy showing up and sex was just not going to happen because neither one of us was into each other after all. And then one time, a guy at Caesar's Palace thought that I was a catfish. Me, a catfish? LOL. <laughs> okay, so listen, Abraham, I will attest this out loud and proud to the entire My Gay Expose podcast world. Abraham's one of my closest friends, and he is definitely not a catfish. He is one of my more attractive bottom buddies. <laughs> Robert says, in a Catholic church on the floor with no lube, and I had a bloody ass, and I had to walk home alone. 
I'm actually trying to figure out which part of this story is the most awkward part of it because, like, I mean, the fact that you had sex in a Catholic church, the fact that there was no lube, the fact that you had a bloody ass and how it got to that place, or the fact that you had to walk home with a bloody ass. So maybe it's just the whole story in general. (laughs) Peter said, Once I cheated on one of my boyfriends that I was very serious with from my past, and one night as we were sitting out on a patio area for dinner, the guy that I just so happened to hook up with showed up to join us with one of my ex's friends. And I was just so beyond terrified. James says, having sex with your boss and then having him feel all different the next day, like he was treating you differently, wouldn't even look at you. It was like the most awkward experience of my life. Thank God I don't work there any longer. Kyle said, Once I went to have a threesome with a couple and as we all started to kind of fool around with one another and penetration started happening, suddenly one of them jumped up and ran out of the room and as the other guy just continued to fuck me and I was kind of like, what's going on here? I could see with the door open in the living room area that the guy was crying and the other guy, he just continued to fuck me. I just didn't know what to do. So I just laid there and took it. And it was the most awkward exit ever. (laughs) You know, something like this actually similar to what you just said happened to me like years ago. Like I went to hook up with a couple and, you know, we were going through the motions of having sex and shit. And then one of them kind of just got up and left. Like he wasn't crying or anything, but I just thought it was weird. But kind of the same thing. The other guy just kept going. (laughs) Oh, that couple shit sometimes gets weird. Lori said, In my early 20s, a guy fucked me in the ass and poop pellets came out. Oh, girl, we'll cover poop situations a little bit later on in this week's episode. There's at least four that are my most horrifying of all time. Matthew says, Dirty butts. Ben says, when you hook up with a guy and then you get together with a group of friends like three weeks later and he just so happens to be with one of your friends and you had no idea. (laughs) Girl, that's just gay culture like in itself. Kyle number two says, once a guy fell asleep while I was blowing him. Uh, Well, listen, you're going to get a little insight on how something like this happened to me. Jenny says, once I had a date with a girl and we were hitting it off really well and we drank probably a little too much. Ended up back at her place and she started to go down on me and then suddenly she stopped, popped her head up and said, hey, just to let you know, you have a tampon in right now. My straight brother Ryan says as follows. Oh God, I have a feeling this is going to make me feel a little nauseous after I read it. But nonetheless, Ryan says as follows. 
Picture it. The position is the pile driver. I'm pounding her straight down with my dick pointing downward. And right as I come, I pull out and a little too much of the pull causes my dick to flip back up and catapult, shooting cum all over myself, including my face and even a little in my mouth. The first and only time that I have ever had to clean cum out of my beard. <laughs> oh, God. You know, and just as I predicted, this is probably one of those questions that I should not have sent to my straight brother, mostly because, uh, thanks for the visual, but also, uh, it's my straight brother. Why would I... Yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> Kevin said, once I had a guy who kept talking about over and over about how he was in to feet. So when he finally asked me to come over to have sex, I didn't think anything of it because, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, maybe he gives me a foot rub. Maybe he sucks on my toes. I'm not opposed to that at all. But when I got over to his house, he did this weird thing where he got completely naked, asked me to lay on his bed, and then laid below me diagonally and just put my feet next to his face while he jerked himself off. It was so beyond weird. Michael number two said, once I bent a guy over and went through the motions of spreading his cheeks to put my dick in, and lo and behold, there was a piece of toilet paper still in his butt. And as usual, all of these answers are just one big giant clusterfuck of really just all over the place. It's really kind of great to get all of these individual situations and kind of compile them together. But due to the length of this week's episode, I kind of had to be a little bit more selective this week with the answers. And there were a hell of a lot more. And honestly, this is actually one of the reasons why I want you all to chime in on the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415 415- Five zero one zero four zero one. Call in, leave me a message, and tell me what your most awkward sexual situation was. And maybe, if they're good enough, I will read them on the re-expose segment next week. And don't worry if you didn't get your answer read, especially considering it was a timing issue this week. Don't worry, just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And... Remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And with that, now, let's get my gay expose that just so happens to have, like, multiple stories that I have deep within my gay walk of shame archives that depict my most awkward sexual situations of all time. All right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster and it makes things 
start happening. I I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. all want our sexual encounters each time that we maneuver through gay hookup culture to basically emulate that of all of those crazy porns that we just can't get enough of. But the truth is that every sexual encounter isn't really just porn star sex like we all want and hope. And there are those moments where we actually do face those sexually awkward moments and have to actually (laughs) kind of look at ourselves and realize that we aren't exactly the pristine porn stars. And sometimes the awkwardness comes from us. And sometimes the awkwardness comes from them. But either way, sometimes sex is really fucking awkward. So because I know that all of you out there in the My Gay Expose podcast world have definitely experienced super awkward sex and have done your very own gay walk of shame home feeling awkward sexually. I decided to give you just a few of my most famous gay walk of shame scenarios that really just left me feel so awkward that I thought that I could never actually go back from those moments, bounce back and become the pristine sexual slut that I am today. But you guys, I'm here to tell you it happens to the best of us. And just know that the next time you just cross your fingers and hope that the outcome will be that much better. So here we go. Let's hop in. Let me give you a few little stories of my most awkward sexual encounters of all time. One of the most sexually awkward situations that any gay has definitely for sure encountered. And if you say that you don't, I know that you're lying, is having sex and having that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment. Whether it be just a little bit of residue or a lot more than anyone wants to occur, let's just face it, we're all human and butt sex isn't always clean. It's just fact. So here are some of the specific scenarios that not only just happened to be dirty butt sex oopsie-daisy moments for me, but also had been those absolute, over-the-top, mortifying, dirty butt sex oopsie-daisy moments. First up, we've got the very first time that I ever actually douched, which I was newly out and just still trying to learn and maneuver through what it meant to have gay butt sex. And of course, like any gay, you just don't want to be that unclean person. So I made a drunk purchase one day online and ordered one of those like douche 
connective hookup things that actually go into your shower. You know, the one that's like the long, like chrome chain. It has a little piece at the end. You stick it up your ass. You turn the water on and you let it go all up in there. And then you let it out in the toilet. I know we're all familiar, but at the time I was not. And later on, after I hooked up with this guy who just so happened to be at the time, the hottest guy that I had ever had in that moment, I just knew that I had to make sure that everything was clean. But what I didn't know is I was actually letting too much water up in my system. And I also wasn't doing the pressure in the appropriate way. And so the water pressure was actually really intense and really getting all up in there. And what I didn't realize was that the water was actually going a little bit further up into like my intestines and God knows wherever else. And Well, it did take me quite a while to feel like I got everything out. I definitely didn't realize that when I walked through that hot guy's house and had those little butterflies fluttering in my stomach, because after all, this was early on and he was just perfect and gorgeous. I bent over his crisp white duvet cover in his super tidy room and has he banged me out like I have never been banged out before. I began to scream and moan, and there was nothing in that moment that could ruin this euphoric sexual experience that I was experiencing for the first time, except for the fact that it actually stopped suddenly. And he bent down from behind me, came up to my ear and said, I think it's time to clean up. And I was like, oh, did you did you come? okay, great. Yeah, that's cool. Let's clean up. And he's like, no, you, you're dirty. And to my complete horror, guys, it wasn't just that I was dirty. It was like legitimately like a fucking stream, like the fucking Panama Canal-esque style stream of brown colored water all over that clean, crisp, white, duvet cover, and I was absolutely fucking mortified. It turns out that I uh, indeed actually did put way too much poop, or way too much poop, put way too much water all up in there, and the poop was just kind of settling in my stomach. And as this guy banged me out so aggressively, it just opened up the floodgates, so to speak, because the water had been just like hanging out in my intestines and his dick was so big that it just created one of the most horrific stories that I have ever, to this day, still look back on and just cringe when I relive. And I don't want anyone to ever have to go through this mortifying and very socially awkward, dirty butt sex, oopsie daisy moment. Then one day, actually fast forward, maybe like five years later in San Francisco, this hot black guy was hitting me up to hook up and it was just an afternoon. I think I was off and I was totally down. So I, by the way, was far more seasoned, had far more successful douching situations, kind of figured it out and really just knew what I was doing at this point in my life and douched, got it all out, was ready to go, felt super fresh, super clean, and ready to get fucked. So I went over to this guy's house and 
Ironically, now that I'm thinking about it every single fucking time, I do have a dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment. I'm almost always on all fours and the guy's fucking me from behind doggy style. And maybe that's like a thing. Do you think? Let me know, you guys. I I just want to know, is, is doggy style the precursor to a shoe-in for a dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moments? I just need to know. But moving on with the story, I went over to the guy's place. It was actually way hotter than I expected, which was a pleasant surprise. And we just cut to the chase. I bent down on all fours and he began to fuck. And just like the guy before, he was just as aggressive, just as good. And I was living it up. He came. He crashed alongside me. I collapsed on his bed. We laid by each other. We talked for a minute and then he asked if I wanted to join him in his shower. And because I had such a busy day, I kind of just wanted to go home and shower first because I had so much other things that I had to get through on my day before like like some event that I was supposed to go to that evening. So I was like, no, I'm cool. I'll just head out and shower. And he's like, okay, great. So he got up like and just got in the shower and you guys, to my complete and total fucking horror, I got up to get dressed, looked on his bed, and it was the worst and most mortifying thing that I had ever seen in my fucking life. It was like a fucking crime scene on this guy's bed, literally splattered so much all over his bed. I just didn't know what to do, but I don't think he noticed or maybe he did and he was just being nice. And maybe, come to think of it, maybe that's why he wanted me to go in the shower with him. I don't know. But I was completely oblivious to it and quickly, in like my total complete state of horror, threw my clothes on and exited the house without letting him know. And I hoped, walking on that gay walk of shame, that I would never see that guy ever again because I was so embarrassed, so mortified, and so sexually awkward in that moment. But truthfully, I did see him at a bar probably like two months later and all of that shit came screaming back and I just had to get out of there. I was like, oh my God, I told my friend, I was like, let's go, let's go to another bar. Let's go to another bar. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Oh God. And then my most recent dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment it wasn't really a dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment it actually was a really great sexual encounter i met up with a guy that i had been chatting with on one of the apps we agreed to go and grab a couple of drinks and as we had an amazing time he was actually a lot more fun than i expected a lot more attractive than i expected and we really just were having such a good time we went to several bars we ended up back at his place and had the most amazing, mind-blowing sex ever. This guy was fucking checking all the goddamn boxes. This was like the epitome of the most perfect date of all time. And because we had had so much to drink, and I think I came a couple of times now that I think about it, we both collapsed, passed out, and the next thing you know, we're both asleep. And then the next thing I know, I woke at 5.15 in the morning, realized I was still at his place. And then, you guys, the worst thing that could ever happen to a bottom happened to me in that moment. I actually had to take 
a shit. And when I say I had to take a shit, it wasn't just like, I have to take a shit. It was like, I have to take one right now. And it was 5.15 in the morning. I couldn't just leave. This guy's house was really complicated to get out. I didn't know where to go. There were elevators and lobbies and security people involved. I just didn't know what to do. So I did the only thing that I felt I had to do. And I quietly tiptoed into his bathroom and I took a shit, hoping that it wouldn't wake him. Well, that's not actually the most sexually awkward part of the story. The worst part of this story isn't the fact that I actually had to take a shit and that, well, I did. It was the fact that when I went to flush his toilet, you guys, his toilet wouldn't flush. That's right. His toilet wouldn't fucking flush. I stood there looking at the toilet bowl going, no, no. Like the little fucking kid from like home alone with my hands on my cheeks, like in total fucking horrific shock, looking at the toilet and asking it why it just wouldn't flush. This is my worst nightmare come true. And I finally got it to flush, but I was so terrified that I wasn't going to be able to get it to flush. I didn't know what to do, but it was that moment where I like literally prayed to any of the gay gods out there to help me, please, please, by all means, get this toilet to fucking flush. And thank God, it flushed. But the most sexually awkward part about that story was the fact that I don't even really know if this guy knew that I went into his bathroom, pooped, and flushed at least four or five times. And maybe he knows, and I don't know. And we'll see how all of this shit plays itself out moving forward. So poop is definitely, for sure, one of the most sexually awkward sexual situations ever. This next story actually is a guy that I met on Hinge. Now, this was the first guy that I had ever met on Hinge. And, you know, we met up at a bar. We had a few drinks. Things were going really well. This stereotypical start to every one of these stories. We end up going to two or three bars. We end up in the corner making out profusely. And you guys, he was a really, really fucking good kisser. And so... The next thing I know is I'm pretty buzzed, and I think he is too. We end up calling a car. The car takes us to his place. We go up into his apartment in his building, and basically it's literally just a matter of time before we're making out profusely on his couch. Clothes start coming off. We make our way to his bedroom. We end up getting completely naked. He's like on his back. I'm on top of him. I'm making out with him profusely. My eyes are shut. I'm pretty sure his eyes were shut at the same time as well. And as the passion just continues to ensue, I, for a brief moment, open my eyes and kind of look up and look down at his face. And you guys, to my complete and total shock, there was blood, blood everywhere, blood all over his pillow, blood all over his face. He had no fucking idea. It turns out my nose just randomly decided to bleed and it was just everywhere, every fucking where it looked like a goddamn crime scene. It was legitimately one of the most humiliating gay walk of shame moments and arguably one of the most sexually awkward experiences because leading up to that moment, everything was so perfect and it ended in a bloody crime scene. 
Next up, we've got the art of actually spilling things in sexual situations. And there's been a couple of doozies for me in regards to this as well. And truth be told, in every single one of these stories, I just want to preface that most of these scenarios were done completely and entirely under the influence of alcohol. So let's just make that my little PSA to you that if you don't want to spill shit while having sex, you should probably cut back on the drinking and probably advice that I should be taking for my very own. But on with the stories. There was this guy who was actually hitting me up for quite a while and he was sort of hitting me up in a time frame where I was really fucking busy with like the show and like a lot of other writing projects and just like work was getting a little bit more intense as well. And so I was just like really didn't have a whole hell of a lot of time to do anything. And honestly, I didn't really know what he wanted. At first I thought he wanted something, but then he heard my show, kind of heard how much of a slut I was and then sort of started to reveal to me that he was equally just as slutty. And then I realized that he just wants to fuck. And after months and months of him like coming at me, I and me just like giving one excuse after another and just not doing it, he actually had some really harsh words to say because he was getting irritated that I wouldn't come. And I was just like, look, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm very busy. I'm not trying to blow you off, but this is just the reality of the situation. And if you're honestly going to be rude to me via text like this, then I think it's probably not a good idea that we meet. And he was respectful. He was cool about it, whatever. And I left it at that. But like, of course, like any gay that you're just a little bit intrigued by, I of course revisited texting him mere months later. And the next thing I knew is I was setting up a hookup moment with him. And I went over to his place. We had a good conversation once again, like we were drinking wine. I had brought over, over a bottle of poppers. He was smoking pot. I'm not the biggest fan of pot smoking, so I wasn't doing that. But like we were all we were we were both very, very definitely inebriated. We went into his room. I started sucking his dick. Things started going in the way that it was going. And, you know, the next thing I knew, he started fucking me. Well, he had one of those little like circle like dish things like I, I don't know if it's called like an ottoman. I, I, it's not probably not. It's like a little tray that you like kind of keep on the foot of your bed. You guys know what I'm talking, right? And you like usually put like your remote and a book or some shit like that on it. We had all of his sexual little things out, lube, his his bong was on it, I think, you know, like whatever. So we were just like going to town on it. And then at one point we decided to switch over positions and needed a little bit more lube. And so I grabbed his bottle of lube, which by the way, had no top on it, just for the record. And I poured a little in my hands and went to like go to like put them on both of our dicks and just as I poured because the bottle itself was luby and I had a lot of wine I dropped the bottle and it spilled all over his very neat and tidy comforter on his bed and in that instant he shot up out of his bed and said I think it's time for you to go like we were so full into sex like I was just like mind blown but I was like oh Okay, it turns out that he was so pissed that I spilled lube on his bed that he kicked me fucking out. It was so crazy. This has never happened to me before, you guys. And I was just like jaw dropped to the floor. And what's the crazy part of this story is like, 
he didn't have anything laid out on his bed for us to have sex over. It was just the bed comforter. So, I mean, it was pretty inevitable that there was probably going to have some sort of remnants of something spilling, whether it be cum or lube or whatever. And I just didn't really understand the sudden outburst, but he legitimately popped up and asked me to leave right then and there in that moment. And speaking of spilling, one of my other most famous gay walk of shame stories of all time was when I first met my one now friend, who I originally was hooking up with only, and we were at his place. He cooked me some soup. We had one of those big giant, you know, like those cheap gas station wine, like I think it's like Gallio bottles of wine, you know, like the big, like huge ones that's like not actually a bottle. It's really more like two in a bottle. And we both downed it. And he was this like skinny little Asian guy. So rest assured, we were both definitely very drunk after that huge, giant, cheap ass bottle of gas station wine. And we went into his room to fuck. And I, of course, had boppers. And as I was riding his dick, I grabbed a bottle of poppers, put it up to my nose, took a hit, and went to pass it along to him. And because I was so drunk, the bottle spilled, wait for it, all over his face. That's right, all over his face. I spilled an entire bottle of poppers all over his face in the middle of sex, and he threw me off of him. He screamed. He ran to the bathroom and began to, like, pour water all over his face. Oh my God. I was just like, what the fuck did I just do? What just happened? What a fucking mess. And speaking of spilling poppers and mess, story number three goes a little something like that, except for I had like some guy, I think I picked him up at a bar or something. And we went back to my place and we were like fucking. And honestly, I was so drunk that I was like in blacked out mode. So I don't really remember a whole lot about the interaction with him, but I do remember him coming. I do remember him suddenly get up and leaving and feeling weird. And there was a hint of awkwardness as I watched him walk out my door. And I didn't really know any reasons why, but I just pretty much passed out in that moment. And the next day I woke up with the stark realization that I had left my bottle of poppers open on the bed, right next to the side, like my side, like right like where your ass is, but the side part, like right above your leg and had completely seared 100% through my skin, creating a full on open wound, the size of like a fucking large orange on my side. And you guys, I, (laughs) I stood up, looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, what in the fuck have I done? What is wrong with me? It was like literally one of those moments where you look at yourself in the mirror and just realize that you're at fucking rock bottom. Poppers spilled and seared a huge wound into my side. Like, and it was like right where my underwear line was. So for the next few days, I actually had to go without wearing underwear. And then when I thought that I could actually put underwear back on, At one moment, I went to go take a shit and I pulled my underwear down and realized that my underwear had like intertwined in the healing process with this open wound. And I had to actually rip the underwear off of my, you know, scarring process and (laughs) like, or the scabbing process. And I had to actually rip the scab off and it was just 
Oh, it was all bad. And you guys, my little PSA to you is make sure that if you're drinking, you're careful with your lube and you're careful with your poppers to avoid that sexually awkward gay walk of shame home. This next one, I still can't quite figure out because, you know, it was a guy I had met in early 2023. We got really serious with each other. We kind of made ourselves exclusive. We took each other off the market. We were dating each other exclusively. But this guy was really apprehensive to head into the bedroom. But I really liked him. So, you know, I wasn't like really rushing into getting into the bedroom. I figured, you know, at some point we'd end up there. But, you know, I was just enjoying getting to know him. Blah, 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 etc. Well, fast forward to about two or three months into the relationship. And, you know, we end up going out to a few bars, have a few drinks, end up going back to his place, both end up naked in his bed. And, you know, we had fooled around a little bit. I think I sucked his dick. And you guys, he had a really, really big dick. Probably one of the biggest dicks out of any of my past boyfriends. It was huge. And so I really, really loved to play with it, as you can imagine. Well, fast forward to us passing out from the, all the drinking, and I woke up super early, as I always do, and he was still asleep next to me, and, you know, I decided to wake him up with a blowjob. Well, you guys, just picture this. I'm sitting there. I'm holding this giant dick. I'm gagging on it. I'm sucking profusely. There's spit saliva going everywhere. I keep looking up to see his reaction, and what I see is him continuing to snore through the blowjob. I was just like so dumbfounded that a blow job would not wake somebody up. Not only that, you guys, but he was rock fucking hard. You know, after the fact, I literally, no joke, sucked on his dick for a good 20 minutes before I just gave up because he was non-responsive the whole time, non-responsive. It was so fucking weird. And when he woke up eventually... You know, I said to him, you know, what What the hell was that? I literally was sucking your dick. You were rock hard. I was gagging on it. There was spit. There was saliva. There was, I was doing everything to wake you up so that we could fool around. Like, what was that? And he looked at me and said, oh, I must have slept through it. I didn't even realize it. That's right, you guys. I question my blowjob skills in that moment because I just don't understand how anyone could not wake up from a blowjob. I still, to this day, am super, like, perplexed as to how something like this could actually fucking happen. Needless to say, he and I are no longer a thing. Then there's a story, and I know I've told this before on the show, where... This particular sexually awkward experience was actually not awkward in regards to the actual sexual activity itself. It was just the aftermath of all of the sexual activity. And of course, drugs and alcohol were involved. And I was in Dory Alley and it was my first one where I didn't realize that like going to the powerhouse specifically meant that you actually walked into a full on like free for all orgy. And I quickly got pulled in and like... The next thing I knew, I was like sucking dick and like getting my ass fingered. And it was just like glorious by 
any regards that you could put on anything. I was having the time of my fucking life. I was wearing a leather vest, a leather thong, and like leather boots and a backwards ball cap, and that was it. And like at one point throughout the orgy situation, I actually had given my roommate who was hanging out with me at the time my wallet and my phone because I didn't have anywhere to put any of that shit. And he had like pockets in his outfit. But what I didn't know was that my roommate was actually going to get kicked out of the powerhouse that day because he got a little too drunk and did some inappropriate things and was actually not only kicked out of the powerhouse, but also 86th for life from the powerhouse, which <laughs> truth be told, isn't the first place that my roommate has ever been 86th from just for the record. But back to the orgy, I was just enjoying things were going so amazing. I was having a blast. And at one point I noticed that the button was being undone to my leather thong and there was some people that people were eating my ass, fingering my ass, all of it while I was sucking multiple dicks at a time. And then suddenly, before I knew it, the powerhouse was closing and they were kicking everyone out. We were all like kind of trying to like get our shit together and leave the powerhouse. And I looked around and suddenly realized that my leather thong piece was gone and I didn't have it. But you guys, not only did I not have my leather thong piece and was naked from the waist down. But I also didn't know where my roommate was and didn't know where my phone and wallet was. So long story short, I was naked from the waist down, didn't have my phone, didn't have my wallet, couldn't call an Uber, couldn't even get on the bus for bus fare, couldn't get on the Muni for fare for that. Could Basically, my only means to get home was walking about five to six miles naked and I was about to experience my most humiliating gay walk of shame ever, fully naked, naked from the waist down. And I was absolutely fucking beyond mortified knowing that I was actually going to have to walk home naked. <laughs> but fortunately, thank God, one of the guys that I had been sucking off found my piece, gave it to me. I put it back on. And then he you know, paid for my bus fare so that I could get home. I mean, we went back to my house and I paid him back handsomely, as you can imagine. But that would was literally almost like the worst moment of my life. Can you imagine if I actually had to walk home naked? That definitely would have been one of the most sexually awkward experiences ever. And last but most certainly not least, one of my most favorite and awkward sexual experiences of all time and one that has been fully archived in not only my Gay Walk of Shame blogs very early on, but also has been brought up on this show multiple times. The hookup that I've deemed the floppy fish fucker. So long story short, this guy, I just so happened to be like really just like fresh out of a relationship and feeling all sorts of like emotional craziness and in order to cope with all of that emotion, I thought that getting fucked was going to help me feel better about myself for some reason, or I mean, at least get my mind off of it or whatever. So this guy hit me up and of course I bit. He lived a couple of blocks away from me. And as I went over to his house, we kind of stood there, like got to know each other. He offered me a drink. We sat at a little living room area space, talked back and forth, things were going well, whatever, whatever, whatever. Fast forward to the clothes starting to come off and 
we started to make out, you guys, and he started clanging his teeth on mine. Like, no joke, like clanging his teeth on mine. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this before, but it is just so awkward to like sit there and pretend like that shit's not actually happening. The worst part about all of it is that he was doing it and he didn't seem to be bothered by it, which is really uh, awful in itself. So in order to kind of get away from that makeout sesh, I just got up, took the rest of my clothes off, went over to his bed and bent down on all fours. He then came up behind me and started to fuck me from behind. Now, you guys, when I say that he was fucking me from behind, you would think that he was actually fucking me from behind, but it really was very not that. It was more like what I would describe as when you catch a fish and then like it kind of the hook comes out and it's on dry land and it's just like flopping around and flopping around. That's exactly what he was doing on top of my ass. And I remember sitting there on all fours thinking, oh my God, I just want to get the fuck out of here. It was awful. Worst part about that because of the dynamic of that time frame and my feelings and emotions and all of it, I somehow found myself drunkenly like going over to his house to have sex multiple times more, hoping that it would be just a little bit better than that time before. But you guys, I'm here to tell you, it definitely was very not that. It was very not. It never got better. It was always the same. And I always would walk on my gay walk of shame home from his house thinking, what the fuck was I thinking? Why? Why did I just go back to his house? And and why would I put myself through that again? And why was I feeling that moment of socially awkward? <laughs> the most socially, socially, sexually awkward part about this entire scenario is that after I kind of laid that guy completely and entirely to rest, and of course, because it is so awkward. For some reason, I seem to like run into him all the time out and about in the Castro, like literally like multiple times. And you know me, I'm like just such a big, bold personality. I don't really give a shit. I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? And he would like look away from me and, uh, and like do his little awkward thing. I, clearly, he felt a little awkward too. But the worst part of the story is one day, I, like a friend was telling me about this like jerk off party. And as weird as that sounds, this was like really a thing. Like this guy had this sex party at his house that wasn't supposed to be sex. It was like literally some guy put plastic down in his living room and put a bunch of chairs like in a circle. And it literally was like one big circle jerk sesh. So the only reason why I agreed to go to this party was A, the host was really fucking hot. And B, I... I thought it would be good material because at the time I was writing for the Gay Walk of Shame blog and, I, you know, I was doing my little Carrie Bradshaw moment and just wanted to know more. And not only was it a very awkward sexual experience, but also I got there and there was one other seat left in the circle. And as we all started to go on, it turns out that somebody was arriving late and guess who it was. None other than this guy. The floppy fish fucker. Oh, this is my fucking life, you guys. The most awkward experience that you would ever have in your life is knowing that you have to sit in this circle jerk party, which is already awkward enough in itself, and look directly across from the last person in this world that you want 
to actually see or interact with or even look at the floppy fish fucker. And so I definitely went home from that fucking party feeling so beyond over-the-top sexually awkward. So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think that we learned a whole hell of a lot, or at least now you all know that being awkward, having sexual experiences that are super fucking awkward, it's normal. It's regular. It's something that maybe we don't all talk about, but it happens to each and every one of us. Mark my words, it happens. Sometimes sex is just fucking awkward. And you're welcome for providing you with so many of my most iconic sexually awkward experiences of all time. And I really just would like to hear from all of you hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms out there Tell me more. Tell me about any of your sexual experiences that you found super fucking awkward. Like iconic moments that you feel need to be revealed. I want to hear it all. Give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message. And tell me all about it. (laughs) Oh, God. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars. Follow on Spotify. Don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, threads, and Positive Plus One. All at Exposing my gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, mygayexposepodcast.com. And there you'll find any information that you need to know about the show, including the official show question of the week for the Your Gay Expose segment each and every week. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode. Wait, one last thing I almost forgot. Don't forget to check out the official show merch line, Bossy Power Bottom Wear, at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I, Washburn.com, and pick your next piece for your upcoming gay and or pride-related event or just shit that you want to wear to the gym to ensure that you get fucked in the showers. Buy that hot jock top. And now, don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will have sex with all of you in the most sexually awkward way. Next time.
expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.